Welcome to another episode of Modern Off-Grid DIY. If you've ever been curious on topics like living off the grid, completely off the grid, solar systems, renewable energy, or just need inspiration to think outside the box, you've come to the right place. This is Modern Off-Grid DIY. modern off-grid so question about feeding the biodigester in your last segment you mentioned that feeding it daily will get the best outcome of gas production are there certain types of food that you should be feeding the biodigester that will also give you a better outcome on gas production than others that's a great question so let's go over some types of food waste that produce high high amounts of uh, methane for your bowel digester so the way i'm going to do this is i'm going to go from the substances or materials that produce the most all the way down to the least amount now the i'm going to name off some and there's going to be more obviously because this is a a smaller list of materials you can use but i want to kind of get everybody's head wrapped around the main things that can produce biogas. Now, keep in mind, um, any food, pretty much any food that you throw into your biodigester will create biogas. Um, just some will, some food will create a lot more than others, and it's nice to know which foods produce more methane for your biodigester, right? Um, because if you can feed it certain types of food, then you can kind of expect to have more biogas production, and that's really, really good to know. So, let's start from the top. Baking waste. Baking waste has a ton of biogas production that you, you know, if you throw it into your biodigester. Next is waste grease. So, waste grease, that's very high in um, biogas production. It's very good, very good food for your biodigester. Any type of fatty foods, anything fat-related, your biodigester will go crazy for that. The biodigesters love fatty stuff. I don't know what it is, but they love it. I noticed too when I put in fatty substances like fat from leftover meat or fat from grease or whatever it is, the amount of production that, that starts to come out like the following day is a lot more so it's it's very nice to know some of these things um waste bread actually has a pretty decent high amount of production rate Uh, molasses skimmed cheese and then we go to basic food waste okay now we're gonna we're starting to go down the scale um, we're, you know, we're starting to slowly go down as far as what it can produce and as far as what, what, what type of materials. So, um, grass silage, grass silage actually has decent, um, methane production, believe it or not. Um, dough, high grain, um, brewers, grain silage, grass. Remember grass, your yard clippings can be used in your biodigester. Uh, it does produce, it's a lower amount of pr- gas production, but it does produce. Um, silage from sugar, beet leaves, potato peelings. That's really good because a lot of us peel potatoes 
and so potato peelings, but it's a lot less on the scale. Uh, then we have potato mash, fresh. And then we have liquid swine manure, and then we have liquid cattle manure. And those are actually on the very end. So you know what's kind of funny is that we actually use cattle manure, you know, at least in my case I do. I use cattle manure to start up my biodigester because it's got the microorganisms in it. But honestly, that is actually at the very bottom of the scale as far as um, production. So really, we're only using like the cow manure to actually start up the biodigester. We're not actually continuing, we're not continuously feeding it manure because actually the manure has very little gas production left in it. And that's because the animal has eaten the grass because remember I named these off in kind of an order and grass was a lot higher than cattle manure and that's because the the cow has already eaten the grass and it has broken it down and digested it already right because remember a bowel digester is like your stomach like a cow stomach so it's already eaten the grass and broke it down and what's coming out is just basically manure which is not much potential for gas in there at all um, so you got to think about it in those terms. So really, just to start your biodigester up, horse manure, cow manure, uh, those are great sources to start your biodigester up because we need to introduce the microorganisms. That's the key there. The rest, you want to now go back up to the top of the food chain as far as fatty foods because that's where all the gas production is, really fatty foods. So baking waste, um, grease waste, um, waste bread, uh, and basic food but try to find fatty food as much as possible if you're trying to you know produce the most amount of um, biogas as much as possible so think about it in those terms now there is more um, you know more, more types of materials you can put in there um, a lot more but I wanted to kind of you know wrap everybody's head around the main facts of fatty foods Fatty foods is a huge plus for your biodigester, you know. Um, here's a couple other um, examples that produce quite a bit of methane gas um, from your biodigester is grape meal, wheat grain, palm kernels, poultry litter. Um, so these are some others. Um just to kind of get your head wrapped around, I'm just trying to name off as much as I can. I did write down some notes so I could kind of keep track of things for everybody. So I'm looking at looking over everything. So yeah, believe it or not, um, if we kind of look at things, I'm trying to give you guys some numbers here. Um, wheat whole grain has a potential of 700 percent. Okay, a seven. It's it's measured in metric tons, right? So that has the most amount next to fat. Uh, and then we have bread, which is actually at like 560. Uh, then we have, it starts going down the scale. So let me kind of give you a rough estimate. Food waste is actually only at 210. Only 210. Um, grass silage, it depends on the type of grass silage that you're using. Some grass silage is really high and some grass silage is actually low. So in this case, it is actually 150. Uh, and then we go, let's go all the way back down to pig manure um, and turkey manure and cow manure. So turkey manure um, actually has a higher rate of um, production compared to cow or pig. 
Uh, we're still under 100. It's maybe at maybe 80. Um, chicken manure is at about 70. And then pig manure is the same as cow manure, which is now about 25. So you can obviously see the scale is starting to go down. So now here's another tip. You don't want to feed your biodigester just one thing, okay? Um, the biodigester kind of likes a range of things a little bit. Th that's from my experience at least. Now, if you're building a biodigester and you have a pig farm or you have a, um, a, a dairy for cattle and stuff, and you're, you know, all the waste that you're getting is mostly manure from those types of animals, then yeah, you could base your whole biodigester just around that, around pig manure or cow manure. Um, but the amount of production you're going to get out, it, it'll produce, yes, but it's going to be a lot lower volumes because the cow has already broken down most of that, that usable uh, methane and, you know, potential gas production out of that food that it's already eaten. Um, but you could feed it one type of thing is in that case. But when it comes to types of food, I would highly suggest to um, not keep it the same. You know, let's say you only had um, fat, you know, don't just feed it fat. Okay, because the, the bowel digester will start to turn in pH. And the pH kind of wants to stay around neutral. If you can keep it neutral, you're, you're sitting pretty good. But if you start becoming acidic or alkaline, then you can start seeing problems with your bowel digester. So my advice is to feed it whatever extra, you know, leftover scrap food waste you have. So that way you're not just throwing it in the trash anyway and you can get some type of gas production out of it. Um, but if you come across, you know, more fatty foods and stuff, that's really good. Throw it in there. But try to mix it up a little bit and try to be consistent on your feeding. Um, because once you start that process up and those microorganisms are thriving in your bowel digester, it is now your job. It's like a little baby. It is your job to keep feeding it. Keep feeding it. That way it can keep producing as much biogas for you as possible. So um, keep those types of foods in mind when you get ready to start feeding your bowel digester. Um, what I was actually doing because my bowel digester can consume quite a bit of food waste, right? And so I started um, giving buckets. So I would go and have a bucket with a actual um, airtight lid. It's a little twist lid that you, you can snap on. You can buy them from like Home Depot and stuff. And it's got like a gasket and everything. And it's a black lid that can snap onto a five-gallon bucket. And I would actually give a bucket or two to a family member or so and just say, hey, you know, when you have all your food scraps, instead of throwing it in your trash, throw it in this bucket that I'm going to give you. And they're like, oh, what about the smell? And that's why I put those lids on. They're a screw-on lid real quick. It's really easy to open and close. And you don't ever have to worry about smell. You know, you're opening it up real quick just to dump the food scraps in and you're closing it off, right? So that's another way for you to get food scraps. Go ask your neighbors. Ask your friends and family. You know, because that's the one thing that I, I will guarantee almost every person does is throw away food on a daily basis. We throw away a ton of food. So we can start collecting a lot of that food for our bowel digesters if you don't have enough to feed your bowel digester by yourself. And But that also goes back to building a bowel digester that's going to be right for you because if you build a small one, you don't have to feed it as much, but you're also going to have less production. If you build a bigger one, then obviously you have to feed it more, but you're also going to have a lot more gas production. So there's pros and cons to everything. 
But I wanted to give everybody an option. Um, that's the way I was doing it. I would give a bucket like that to my family members and say, hey, just throw all your food waste in it. And that's what they did. And you'd be surprised how much food waste uh, can come. Um, it got to the point where I actually had so much food waste that I was actually able to kind of float a couple of days because I've had so much. So I'll just feed it the regular normal, like a half a bucket to a bucket of uh, food waste mixed with water. But I would also have a a backlog of food, right? So I already have that soaking in water ready to go for the next day. So it's kind of like stocking up on food, you know, food waste for your bowel digester, thinking about it in those terms. And that's a nice feeling to have that you have like a stock of waste food to throw in there, you know, because then you're not really worrying about, you know, what you're going to be throwing in it that day because you already have some, you know, um, stocked up. So Think about it like that, guys, and I really hope that information helps others. Uh, you can easily um, do a Google search as well, um, and you can actually find out the, there's a whole ton, a ton of um, lists and and graphs out there that will give you more of a, an idea of what potential materials will produce, you know, X amount of gas production from your bowel digester. So definitely take a look at those options so you can, you know, have an idea of what you're looking at. Definitely. So I really hope that helps everybody else. And thanks for tuning in for the podcast, guys. Stay tuned for the next one. Go listen, download, and subscribe to the Modern Off-Grid DIY Podcast. Available today on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and YouTube. Modern Off-Grid DIY. Inspiring others to think outside the box. Support the podcast today. It's also available on anchor.fm slash freeyourmind. And there's already a ton of episodes for you to binge listen to and learn how to live off the grid in these modern times and do it yourself. Once again, it's titled Modern Off-Grid DIY. It's also available on Podbean, Stitcher, Breaker.audio, and Overcast.fm. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on new releases, Modern Off-Grid DIY. Go listen, download, and subscribe today.